movies and 4K. Good day, everyone. Welcome to another bonus episode from Movies in 4K. I am Bill Shetty. I am Lady Phantom. And this dedication goes out to a very new request from Sam Stevens in California. Yes, and that's good because I really wanted to review this movie. Yes, we had talked about this since last year. We were both interested in this movie. We had just seen the documentary on Mr. Rogers. Yes. Which was pretty interesting. And then we have Tom Hanks. If somebody can knock it out of the park. It is him. Yes. Now, there is this documentary. It's called Won't You Be My Neighbor. That one we haven't watched. We watched another one. But the newest one, we haven't watched that. And I really want to. Okay, so this is for you, Sam, and every one of our listeners out there getting this extra bonus show to you this week. So let's get this rolling. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood came out in 2019. It is listed in two genres, biography and drama. And as you know, on our last biography type movie, we are dropping biography because we do have a feature coming to the website very soon where you can break down the movies by genre and we only can list 15 genres. So biography, we are dropping and drama 100% Lady Phantom. (laughs) Yeah, and you know what? It is good that we have to draw biography here because it's not really a biography. I mean, this is based on an article. Well, inspired on an article. The article that was written by the guy that is portrayed in this movie, whose name isn't even the same. And I've read that many things that happened in the movie didn't really happen. So I'm okay with dropping biography altogether. All right. And who is this directed by? Marielle Heller. And the stars? Tom Hanks, Matthew Reese, and Chris Cooper, basically. All right. And what's that synopsis say? Based on the true story of a real-life friendship between Fred Rogers and journalist Lloyd Vogel. And what is the real journalist's name? Tom Junod. All righty. But this Lloyd Vogel that they made up in this is portraying that guy. Yes. Okay, before we even start the movie, I have a complaint here, and I want Phantom's opinion. Now, as we all know, Tom Hanks, I think, was up for an Oscar for supporting actor, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And I'll tell you what, Phantom and you out there, I love Tom Hanks. I can't even remember a movie I didn't like him in. Mm Mm-hmm. And here, his portrayal of Mr. Rogers seemed so forced and staged to me, and it hurt. Like, this is Tom Hanks's mannerisms here and not (laughs) Mr. Rogers to me. And I seen it shine through, and he was wooden at times, and it seemed like he was trying so hard to do certain things that Mr. Rogers did, and it did not work 
for me? Well, for me, it's kind of hard because, yes, I agree that at some points in the movie, it was pretty forced or it felt so anyway. But in other parts, it was very natural. It's just that, yeah, you're right. I mean, you are so used to watching Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks, I mean, acting in many different ways. But Mr. Rogers is is especially hard, I think, because he was, I don't know, his mannerisms were so subtle and he was such a calm. How do you portray something so subtle? Well, he tried but failed, in my opinion. I don't think he failed 100% of the time, but like 50% of the time, I didn't really love it. You didn't buy it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It seemed so out of place like just the way he moved his arms and the way he was talking he was trying so hard and i just feel that this should have been an unknown actor because everybody knows tom hanks's little mannerisms and the way he moves his mouth and there's quite a few close-ups here where it's just his face on screen and you just see Tom Hanks. You don't see Fred (laughs) Rogers. Yeah, like, oh my. The thing is that, I mean, on paper, the idea sounds fantastic. Like, actually, when I heard that Tom Hanks was going to play... Yeah, when I heard that he was going to play Mr. Rogers, I was like, oh my God, one of the most wholesome human beings portrayed by another of the most wholesome human beings on Earth. And, And it sounded great. And at some point of the movie, it really did work for me. But in others, not really. I mean, to begin with, they don't really look like each other much. So They tried. Like, they did. They did. But but no. He tries to sit the same way, even on the box no, cover I mean, and everything. I mean, his physique in general. I mean, he's not that much. I mean, Fred Rogers oh, was close. really thin, like really thin. You know, and uh, I, I don't know the, the his hair, the way it be. I, I don't know for for what reason, but to me, hair speaks a lot. And the hair is so different that it just like I was like, oh my, why don't they just style his hair right? <laughs> well, we're starting out with some gripes here. And the next thing I'll say before we go into our review is just for you out there, this movie is not a documentary or a drama really about Mr. Rogers. This follows the journalist. Yes. And his interactions with Mr. Rogers. So you really don't learn much about Mr. Rogers in this, in my opinion. It's true. I mean, Mr. Rogers is... As I mean, as the Oscar he was, or Tom Hanks was nominated for, it's a supporting actor, but it's mainly the journalist's journey. And <laughs> I would say it's kind of deceptive. I would have yeah. thought this movie was more about Mr. Rogers and his life, and it's not. Well, yeah, I mean, when I first heard of the Oscar nominations and I heard that Tom Hanks was nominated for supporting actor, I was like, what? Isn't he the lead? (laughs) Because the title of the movie and the cover art and everything suggest that it's about him. It's deceptive to me. Now, if you read or see the trailer or something, you probably know that, but it's still kind of deceptive more. Yeah, and the thing is that as far as I remember, as we saw in the movie, that is the name of the article he wrote, I think. 
like a beautiful day in a neighborhood. All right, so. so let's get into this story. This movie opens up with Tom Hanks playing Fred Rogers, as we said, walking in the little door just like he does in his TV show, sits down, takes off his shoes, puts on his sneakers, ties them up, and then he goes to a picture wall. The sweater. Wow. (laughs) Well, the the sweater is important. Well, he always wore sweaters. What's that mean? That he takes off his suit and puts on his sweater. Okay. So we go to this picture wall and he's opening up. They're covered. And we see some of his little puppets, muppets, whatever you want to call these things. And then the last one is a picture of this journalist who has damage on his nose it doesn't look broken but he's got marks on his nose and it's blemishes and anyway and he starts pondering well what happened to this guy so anyway we jump to this journalist who is the main character and in this movie 90 percent of the time or more matthew reese Yes. Which I never seen this guy before. No, he reminds me a lot of another guy, but but him I had never seen, I don't think. And we learn a little backstory on this guy. He's got a family. They argue. I'll tell you, this is going to be a pretty quick review. Yeah. Honestly, Phantom, because there's not much involved. You're just following this guy's life. It's a total drama. You learn about his family his life he gets this job where he gets to interview a hero as it was pointed out and mr rogers was one of the only ones that got back to this newspaper Mm -hmm. all the other ones didn't so the boss asks him if he wants to take this his wife doesn't want to take it and he wants him to spend more time at home i mean we got all the conflict it's in normal human dramas and family even he dramas. didn't want to take it yeah because you get you don't know you never know what kind of things he writes but you get that the what he normally writes is very different and he's really reluctant yes. to this and he goes into it with a very cynical attitude like yes. he thinks he's fred rogers is going to be your typical celebrity who is a character and i'll tell you what now this could be depending what you watched when you were younger and stuff i personally did not watch mr rogers i had seen them of course flipping channels you'd stop for a little segment when i was younger i never religiously watched the show i was more sesame street and electric company and even the Muppets, Jim Henson's Muppets and things like that. Now, you, Phantom, did you watch this when you was a kid? No, when I was a kid, there was no such thing as this kind of thing in Mexico, right? But once I was like maybe in my 30s, I discovered the Mr. Rogers show and I did watch it and I loved it. As an adult and everything, like the way he talked, the way he talked to children, the way he showed things, the way he explained stuff. I like I fell in love with that show and I watched it for as long as I could. And what did come off as real in this movie is when he first meets Mr. Rogers because he takes the uh, job. He's going to interview him and find out and write about him and stuff like that. He is 
shocked, I want to say, because I don't think he had ever really seen Mr. Rogers. Again, he's in his 30s at this time, so he wouldn't be watching it. But he has heard of him just like most people had heard of Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Unless you had little kids, you didn't really know what they were about. And just the way he talks and his mannerisms, and he covers some heady topics for young children. Yes. Death. Divorce, like war, that. stuff like that. And it's it's very funny because when he tells his wife that he's going to cover Mr. Rogers, you see her face light up. He's like, oh, I love him. <laughs> it was really nice. But yeah, that's the but thing. But she with still friend. didn't want him to take the No, kiss. but it was not because of, of the person or anything. It's because, as you mentioned, she wanted him in the house more because they had a new baby. But really, this was his big break. He was yeah. just a basic critic. This is going to be a more mainstream article, get his name out there, too. Yes, And absolutely. I wouldn't say he was cynical, Phantom. I would just say he was leery of Mr. Rogers. And this goes to the movie, and we can cover a little of this, is he thinks Mr. Rogers is playing a character. Exactly. Which you would think. Mm-hmm. And he comes to find out that Mr. Rogers is not playing a character. What you see on TV is him in real life. Yeah. And it takes the whole movie for him to realize this. Yeah, that, exactly. And uh, funnily enough, also, I read that Mr. Rogers was famously hard to interview because just as you see in this movie, he makes everything about the person who is interviewing yes. him and he, he tried to befriend them. Right. Mr. Rogers starts asking the journalist questions. Yeah, because he is genuinely interested in the other person and this is where he felt uncomfortable the journalist because yeah. he actually made this guy open up way more than he wanted to because the main struggle in this movie is with the journalist and his father yes played by chris cooper and that's where all the over dramatic thematic elements come from in my opinion yeah and i would like to say that i think his performance the uh, matthew reese was really good. Like when you see that, like Mr. Rogers is asking him about, like, why are you angry? Like what happened and everything. You can see his face and you can feel him like, like, like he, he just can't handle it. Like it just, he really can't handle his emotions. Like he would have really benefited from watching Mr. Rogers when he was a kid because he has no way to deal with what's going on in his life. Right. Mr. Rogers almost feels like a psychologist or psychiatrist. Like he gets into his head and he wants to know more and he wants to help him. Exactly. And the way he talks to him feels like that type of doctor. Yeah. And I think it's really sad that in this world, a person who is genuinely trying to help, like the first reaction is not to believe that this person wants to help because this world is is like it is like people or there are a lot of people who just want to take advantage of you and and play a part while mr rogers intention was never that he honestly wanted to help and that is really hard for this guy to to put in his brain somehow yes because he thinks he's playing a character like most people do but he maintains that soft-spoken methodical 
inquisitive <laughs> mindset throughout and realizes that he's not playing a character at all. Who he is is who he is. He's not putting on a facade at all in front mm-hmm. of the camera. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Mr. Rogers helped a lot of people with down syndrome and you know kids that had cancer and things like that and they go into that very mildly here and that's what the problem is to this movie to me maybe it was my expectations but i was so not interested in this guy Mm -hmm. he almost came off smug to me and always did his own thing and that's fine And I agree with you for what he had to work with. I guess how he was directed to play this part, it worked. But it was less interesting because when, because this whole movie is basically about him and his father. And that's not what I was expecting for this movie. We get little bits of Mr. Rogers, who is the interesting character, not this guy that has problems with his father. Yeah, he was a bit unlikable, or more than yes. a bit, actually. Like, his wife was fine. I really liked her. The father, you can, I mean, I also, I think he, he portrayed the part very well, because, I mean, yeah, I've known people like that. I, I think, in general, the acting was good. But, yeah, the main character, he was, he was unlikable. And one other thing we'll say on the story, and then wrap that part up, because there's really not much more to talk about is after his first interview, Mr. Rogers has to go off. He only gave him like five minutes. And to his shock, Mr. Rogers calls him back on the phone and lets him interview him again and then again. So they have a running dialogue throughout this movie. Yeah. Before he writes this big news article. Yes. And I don't want to say what the news article said because that could be a little spoilery. If there's anything to spoil, that would be the thing. But, you know, he does his job. He writes the article, and there you have it. All right. The thing that really bothered me with this movie, technical aspects. For one, this movie was shot completely with digital cameras. The director wanted to use film. (laughs) The studio would not let her, so it was shot in digital. And here's the problem with that is any time that you're watching any interactions with the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood TV show, they go to a four to three aspect ratio, which is standard tube TVs we all had back in the day, and they add digital noise. Now, I know they did it on purpose. They wanted to try to make you feel like you're watching the TV show, but I call creative content bs here i'm sick of these creative minds trying to do something we're in a digital age i want to see clean crisp images i want to see a clean crisp image of mr rogers neighborhood instead of this wacky old format with digital noise added to it snow to make an appeal like you're watching an old 70s or 80s TV program. Because I don't know where they got the mock-ups of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, but it looked identical to what I could remember. Mm -hmm. Like the little trains and 
the little puppets and his set, it looked identical from what I have seen. Yes. It's so, exactly the same. So let's make it look worse and add snow and go to this four to three format that it goes to ten times in this movie. Now, what do you think about that aspect? I had no problem with it because it was jarring, Phantom. This didn't just like happen like gracefully in a nice fade in. You'd be watching a cityscape. The guy's out there walking, and then you go to this jarring four to three format. Like, it's so out of place to me. Yeah, I, okay. I would have been okay with them doing that whenever you saw the show, like the actual show. In the show, in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, whenever they changed locations, they went to these takes of the city made with miniatures and toys and everything. And in this movie, they do the same. They uh, they change locations doing that, but in the 4-3 ratio. And that I would have liked with the normal ratio that we have. Like only the, uh, the portions in the show would have been fine with this creative thing. But not everything. But why? You know he's on stage. You see all the cameras around. The journalist is behind watching, being fascinated with Mr. Rogers, what he does. He actually goes behind the set at times and's looking from a side angle when Mr. Rogers is doing his hand puppets, stuff you don't see on TV. So they're giving you like a behind the scenes look. I mean, you know this. It doesn't have to switch format and go to digital noise to have more appeal to make the viewer, oh, now you're watching what was on no, TV. No, it's not that. It's what I was trying to tell you. This is about how the movie is meant to feel. You didn't watch Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. So there was no nostalgia whatsoever. But I for do you. remember it, Phantom. Fine. I mean, I did see clips and stuff. If you were past, remember, there was only a couple channels it's back then. It's not like you liked it. You watched it. Yes, but like I didn't watch it for long either. And I watched it in my adult days. But watching it like that, in that little box thing, it's a nostalgia factor. It like it like hits you in a special place in your heart where you remember how that looked. It's about how it makes you feel. It's not about what they want you to see. Okay, and that's a failure in my opinion. It's I not in mine. Like okay. Um, sound, nothing to speak of here. Camera work, I mean, it was fine. There's some subway scenes. There's some wide-angle scenes. The dialogues were very discernible. They were very easy to understand. Yes, but this is a DTSX track, I think, is which is the same as Dolby Atmos. It might be Atmos. I forget, but it is in the top format. It didn't need it. No, but, I mean, seeing that as it's like a lot of dialogue, you better understand it. Yes, well, that's... A given. I mean, if you don't have not really, we just reviewed Ex Machina and we complain about that. So yes, this but is that's good. very rare. So you have to turn up Ex Machina louder because they do whisper in it. But it's all of them are clear dialogue. I mean, this is a pure drama. There's no really bursting out the song. There's some little sound effects, some very light music. 
which is similar, if not exactly the same as the music in the show. But nothing appeals. Like there's a scene when a bunch of kids are singing Mr. Rogers' song on the subway and it's a little surrounding, but it's like so doesn't need it. It's <laughs> this could be a mono track. Let's put it that way. It the new format don't garner anything for this movie. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, clear and detailed and audible. I mean, that's you better get that in a movie. You yeah. know, you got that back in VHS days. Yeah, true. <laughs> real to real days, which we just seen an old video on. Yes, there was real to real movies. I think we're done. I think we're ready for the rating and recommendation. Go ahead. You want me to go first? All right. This is a three out of 10 to me, a total void. I couldn't stand this gimmicky camera style work. I was totally let down. It was a pure drama about this journalist and his father that I really could care less. I do like it's a feel good story in the end and that Mr. Rogers helped this guy and it's more about this guy realizing things and it just was not what I wanted. I think it's overhyped, overrated, boring and disappointing that I didn't learn anything about Mr. Rogers in this movie. So this is an avoid movie to me. What do you got, Phantom? Well, this movie touched me differently. I mean, I come to things from a very different perspective than you, I think. But I'm also writing that. That's including the technicals, Phantom. That's okay. Fine. That's not just because I didn't like the movie. I'm giving it credit where some of it's due. But I don't think this movie deserves that much credit. Well, I mean, I am also like thinking about the technicals. Of course. I mean, I know what you're talking about, about the, the aspect ratio, blah, blah, blah. But I can also see that, I mean, this movie reproduced painstakingly the puppets, the scenarios, the, all the little changes in location with the miniatures. Everything was done with love, and you can tell. Yes, but Phantom, this is something Mr. Rogers did on a daily basis. This ain't no time-consuming thing of reconstruction that they should have had well, to do. Well, I, but I happen to disagree because... They had nothing to reproduce. I mean, they just went to their miniatures and their puppets. Like, they, they just made the puppet, whatever it was. And that's what they did here. But This yeah, isn't but, no year-long movie to make, Phantom. This is a month-long I, movie I, I, at I'm most. giving my rating. Okay, but I'm just telling you, you're acting like this. It's I'm so acting, complex to recreate this set. I'm it's acting not. like when I saw the king, for example, and the little tiger, I thought they were the original ones because they looked exactly the same and they weren't. Like it was like painstakingly reproduced for it to look exactly the same. And you can tell it was done with care and with love and you're not allowed to say anything else because I'm talking. Now, the story, yes. I mean, it was a little disappointing that it was mainly about the, the journalist. But I really cherished all the moments when actually Mr. Rogers was in the picture. There's a scene that is, I think, famous, like after reading a little bit on IMDb and reviews and everything, when they are in a restaurant and Mr. Rogers 
tells the guy to just for a moment be silent and think about himself. Or I don't remember exactly, but I remember at a, at a certain point, Tom Hanks breaks the fourth wall and he looks directly into the camera and you feel that he's staring into your soul. Or at least that's what I thought. And I couldn't help but tear up. I mean, it's, it, it was a powerful moment and I, I, I can appreciate that in the movie. Unfortunately, it's not the best movie I've ever watched or Tom Hanks' best acting performance or anything. But to me, this movie is an 8 out of 10. And it is, I think, a buy. Because it is a very good thing. All right, let's get into the good stuff. Okay, 4K Blu-ray disc video quality. I'll start because we just talked about this changing aspect ratio and the addition of digital noise to a movie. Oh, my God. 4K is made to be bright, vibrant, clear. This style movie does not warrant whatsoever a 4K disc, in my opinion. Now, anytime they're not on the set, when it's regular footage with the journalist, his wife, the father, it's clear. It's detailed. You can see marks on the face. It's not vibrant. It's not colorful. It's another movie that has a very bleak style set, I would say, for the most part. Like, even when they're outside, it's not like bright, sunny days. It's overcast. The tones are all natural, neutral. Nothing is popping in this. It looks good. It's fine. It doesn't warrant wide color gamut. It doesn't warrant HDR because there's nothing here. They didn't produce it that way. So total upsetness, if that's a word, with the video quality. Phantom? Well, I agree there because, I mean, the most colorful thing in this movie is the sweater, the yes, red sweater. His and sweater. It, and it doesn't really pop either. No, but it does stand out because it's so neutral, all the colors in this. That Again, is true. Uh -huh. It's so flat. It's like all pastels. It's like, man, like yeah, I want these discs to be clear and vibrant and vivid and popping. And this movie shot on digital is such a letdown. Believe you me out there. This disc is so not worth it. And we're going to get into the audio in a minute, but go on, fam. Yeah, I was going to say that the most colorful parts of the movie, besides the sweater, are actually the changes in location and everything with the miniatures. But since those are filmed to look older, it's <laughs> yes. just a, such... I mean, the, in this case, yeah, it is such a waste because all that color is wasted, as are the puppets and everything, which they, they just look... Like they're there, but they don't pop at all. Like at some point, maybe you have the like the lights in a car or something, but uh, that's it. And the addition of digital noise to the old style footage never looks like grain, standard film grain. It just never does. It's just always more highlighted when you add that digitally. It looks more like a snowy screen. Yeah. Where yeah. it just doesn't have that sheen of film. 
And that's what the director wanted, but, you know, the studio didn't allow it, which I don't even know why they didn't allow it, because this movie does not need to be on 4K. It's like they were thinking down the road, oh, we want it the clearest as possible and nicest and vibrant and so detailed and specular highlights and all sorts of things, but yet it has none of that. Yeah. So audio there's no music in this very little background scores I little enjoy, uplifting mr rogers songs here and there i but. did enjoy the the piano that we hear like show style from his show and it did sound like nice with the surround and everything yeah it but sounded it was, better than mono back in exactly the day. but it was nothing to be like oh look at this not not really yeah, it's just a bare, bare minimum here. I mean, you do have a little bass when the subway was going by. You know, very moderate things. A movie like this really doesn't warrant the good formats. But if they start being more inclusionary and adding effects and maybe shooting some more type scenes that could allow more engulfing of being around you, they should really look into that, these directors, because to me, sound is at least half of a movie. Sound makes a movie. And with just a dialogue track and little uplifting songs that is not an orchestra, like Phantom said, it's mainly pianos is all, or just singing a cappella style, I mean, you don't even have instruments around you, so it ain't going to feel like you're on a stage or anything else, so this doesn't call for it. So what's the special features, Phantom? Okay, we have over 15 minutes of additional scenes, blooper reel, Tom Hanks as Fred Rogers, the people who make a neighborhood, the making of, dreaming big, building small, the puppets and miniatures, Daniel Tiger explains, Practice makes perfect and filmmaker commentary. All right. This is the time you've been waiting for, Sam, and everybody else out there, whether this 4K Blu-ray disc (laughs) is worth a purchase. And Sam, funnily enough, had mentioned it's on sale right now for $19.99, which is a good 10 to 15 bucks off the regularly priced. But Sam... Hopefully you waited. We got this out quick. You just left this comment four or five days ago, something like that. Hopefully you didn't buy it yet. Hopefully you waited because this is a disc that is completely unworthy to me. Buy the DVD. (laughs) Like save yourself 15 bucks easily. You will not show this off to anybody. Yes, there's some scenes that look clear. That's about it when it goes to the wide angle stuff, but you are not gaining anything really by having the 4K disc. I am giving this movie flat out F. Totally not worth it. Phantom? I am giving it a D minus and it is unworthy. Like you can perfectly find, I I don't say DVD because DVD, no, let's do Blu-ray. Yeah, DVD will be, but it'll be a little softer though, Phantom. Because it doesn't have the clarity, so it might shine over the sheen of that digital noise. 
Yeah, but don't buy DVDs anymore. Yeah, well, no, we just don't. Get but if you want to save money, I'm sure the DVD can probably get for five, six bucks on eBay, or yeah. probably even new. If the 4K is 19.99, that means the Blu-ray is probably 14.99, and the DVD is probably 9.99. If you're, I don't even say get the movie at all. I don't even say rent this movie personally. You heard my gripes. Tom Hanks overacted. Whatever you want to say, he tried too hard. This is not about Mr. Rogers. This is about a guy and his father, pretty much, and him learning from Mr. Rogers. So if that sounds like your thing, just don't buy the 4K. You are not gaining anything by getting this. So F for me, D minus for you, Phantom. Any last words on this movie? Nope, that's it. All right, Sam, hope you enjoyed that. Hope we knocked it out of the park for you there and everybody else. We love doing these bonus episodes. If you have your own request, suggestion, or recommendation for us to cover, we will do it no matter what the movie is. (laughs) (laughs) So leave that comment up on the guest book on BillShetty.com. You will be hearing from us very soon on Movies in 4K this coming Thursday and every Thursday throughout the year of 2020. We'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>